today we are going to be talking about tithing. Now I know like just in that moment there was a collective internal groan at that because this is a sensitive topic. This is a tough topic in churches. If you've ever, if there's ever been a sensitive money topic around church, it's tithing. And it elicits all kinds of emotions, all kinds of reactions, bad ones and good ones. But let's be honest, mostly bad ones. Because the truth is, pastors have used tithing to shame their congregations into giving more money. Kids have gotten lectured by their parents about tithing. Churches have even split over tithing. And maybe even some of you have been hurt by tithing. So me, thankfully, I've, I've always had positive experiences around giving with churches. I, I've never really attended a church that handled talking about money poorly. Um, in fact, as, as many of you know, I didn't grow up Christian, so I didn't grow up going to church. Only a few times with my grandma. And, but I do remember that whenever I would go to church with my grandma, she would always give me a quarter to put, to, to give. Now, for a kid who didn't go to church, this was very confusing to me. Because my grandma would give me a quarter, and then I had to give it to somebody else when they passed around a gold dinner plate. That didn't make any sense to me. Because, see, I wanted to take that quarter, and I wanted to go get candy. Needless to say, that did not go over well with grandma. So, clink, I put it in the gold dinner plate as it went by but I didn't really understand any of it. Well, thankfully, over the years, my understanding of giving in church and tithing has grown, it has matured, um, and the book that we've been talking about as part of this series, the, we have, there's a book called Plastic Donuts, Giving That Delights the Heart of God, and we've been talking about that over the last three weeks. And if, if this is your first week, or maybe you, you haven't been here for this series, we have those books out for free. Because you donated, a, a bunch of people chipped in to donate to buy the whole box of books. So if you do not have a copy of Plastic Donuts, it's yours for free, right on the, on the Connection Center. But in that book, and that book really helped me shape and ground myself in a biblical understanding of giving. When I first read that, maybe about seven years ago, and then I've reread it a couple times since then. Um, and so thankfully, I don't have a lot of the baggage that you might so we just want to name that. We just call it that some of you, you do, you've got emotional baggage, you've got spiritual baggage, and you're coming into a talk like this being like, oh, really? Can't we just eat some more donuts again and talk about something else? Okay? So let's just name it, call it, and we move on. So let's, let's do a little poll here. You know, I, we've been doing these audience polls a little bit. So take out your phone. We're going to do a little audience poll. So go ahead and pull out your phone and go to pollev.com slash rchurch990. Pull out your phone. There's a little poll there. Is what is your view on tithing? So again, the URL is right up there, pollev.com slash rchurch990. Okay? Yeah, and you'll see five, questions, five options, answers to the question of what's your view on tithing. It's the biblical standard for giving. It's a good goal, but not required. It was taught in the Old Testament, but done away with in the New Testament. I'm not sure what I believe about tithing or just what's tithing. Who am I and where are we? Okay. 
So go ahead and pull up the results. Those are your five answers. Go ahead and pick one that you think most closely matches your view about tithing. Go ahead and cast your votes, and and we'll pull up those results in just a sec. Let's see. Let's see where we stand. Is that browser window still open? Okay, there we go. Now we're getting them up. Let's see. Let's see where we stand. Okay? So, top one is I give 10% of my income on a consistent basis. Oh, oh my goodness. That's the, no, I think I put the wrong poll. I think I totally just boofed this one. This is, okay, well, I guess we're doing a different poll today. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, let's see. So, so what phrase best describes your, church, your current church giving? Okay? So I give 10%. I give an amount other than 10%. I give an amount that, that varies. I give once in a while or I don't give. Okay, so let's see. So the middle, those middle two seem to be the leads that you give consistently but, or that I give an amount that varies. Okay, okay. I give a little once in a while. It's starting to pick up some steam here. Let's see. Oh, okay. We had a run there. Okay. So it looks like that lead horse is the middle one. That you give, but the, the amount or the consistency varies. That's up to a little under a third. The next two are they give a consistent amount less than 10% or I give once in a while. Okay, thank you, Chong. Uh, So that gives a little sense of what you and what the people around you give. Well, so today, today I talk about, I wanna talk about this idea of tithing. And there are a lot of different practices, as we saw right there, and there are a lot of different opinions about tithing. And so I'm, I'm titling this sermon, The Truth About the Tithe. Because the the reality is there is a lot of misunderstanding and even a lot of misinformation out there about the tithe. And so my goal today, my goal is is to talk about tithing in context of all of Scripture, not just a few verses. Because when we look at all of Scripture, it actually paints a very different picture than what you might have heard before or grown up hearing from your churches or your parents. And so this this is going to be a pretty high-level message, and it's going to be a little information-heavy. But I think it's going to be worth it. I think it's going to be worth it for a few reasons. First is I'm going to tell you some truths right out of Scripture that you have probably never heard before. Second... I'm going to answer some of your questions. I'm going to likely give some clarity to what is normally a very unclear topic and issue. And then third, I I want to help you correct some things that you have heard over the years and you maybe even believe yourself that aren't actually biblical. So I think this is going to be worth it. So let's start. Let's start by this. Let's start by defining the term. You should always define your terms in any type of discussion. So let's define our terms. Tithe. So tithe is an old English word that means tenth. It's actually the word that was translated in the King James Version 
tenth, and it was translated from the Greek and Hebrew words that just mean tenth. It's a totally normal word. It's like half, quarter, tenth. There's nothing unique, there's nothing special or mystical or spiritual about the word tithe. In fact, it's the Old English origination of our word tenth. Tithe over the years became tenth. So it's a very normal word. If you had a pizza with 10 slices and you ate one of them, you just ate a tithe of pizza. Or in my case, four tithes of pizza. Okay? Um, and so it, now in Christianity, a tithe has taken a much bigger meaning that it, that it represents. It means the practice of giving 10% of your income either to the ch a local church or to Christian ministry. So in Christianity, that's what, the, what tithe or tithing means. It can sometimes be used as a verb, to tithe, a gerund, tithing, um, a noun, the tithe. Uh, and if you've spent any time around churches, you have probably heard this term at some point. Now, this is a heavily debated issue, like I, like I said. Heavily debated. And the two sides... The pro and con, the two sides, can basically be summed up in these two sentences. The people in favor of it say that the tithe was the Old Testament giving standard and is still applicable. It is still the standard for Christian giving today. That's, that's one side. Then the other side that says the tithe was the Old Testament giving standard but is not the standard of Christian giving today. And pretty much wherever you fall, if you have an opinion on this, wherever you fall, it probably aligns to one of those two views. But here's the problem. They're both wrong. They are both completely wrong. The whole debate is working off a flawed premise. And it's this. In Scripture, tithing was never the giving standard. It's true. In Scripture, tithing was never the giving standard. It wasn't in the Old Testament, either before the Mosaic Law or during. And it wasn't in the New Testament when Jesus fulfilled the law. Okay, now let me say that again because some of you are looking at me with absolute disbelief. It is completely true. That tithing, in other words, giving 10% of your income, was never the standard of giving in the Bible. It never was. Both sides of this debate are wrong because they're working off a flawed premise. Now, at this point, you're either relieved because you don't tithe and you feel guilty about it. You're happy because you're, you're breaking out your phone to start taking notes so you can use ammo against your parents next time they lecture you about tithing. Or you're Googling where to find a new church because Pastor Greg just went off the end of heresy. Okay, But stick with me. Hear me out here. You're already sitting down. Might as well hear the rest of this. Okay? So hear me out because this is not a ridiculous idea, especially when we look at giving in the whole Bible. You can pick verses that substantiate different views. 
But if you look at giving throughout the entire Bible, you'll see that it was never the giving standard. So while tithing certainly has historical precedent in the church, it has historical precedent. It has virtually no biblical support as the giving standard. But in the church, it has become the giving standard. So that's what I want to help you see today. That's what I want to talk about. Where does that come from out of Scripture? So we're going to start with this. There are about 2,000 mentions of gifts in the Bible. That's mentions of words like offering or sacrifice. It's a story about a gift. It's a story about a tithe. And it's roughly broken down into three categories. Offerings, which are mentioned about, and these are round numbers, 1,400 times. Mixed gifts, which are mentioned about 550 times. And tithes, which are mentioned about 50 times. So that's the first shocker of the day. In all of Scripture, tithing only represents 2% of the talk about giving in the Bible. 2%. And I would be that alone. That fact alone makes me and should make you very cautious about any theology that is built off 2% of the mentions in Scripture. That means there are a whole lot of mentions, a whole lot of talk about giving that doesn't mention tithing. That should make us curious. If tithing is only 2%, what's the other 98%? So that's the first thing. It's only 2%. So, it's like judging the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe by watching 30% of Thor, A Dark World. Okay? It's like judging all of Mong Village by going to one stall, and you know it's going to be that weird stall that sells the cheap knockoff toys like Super Ninja Power Force. And And that's all of what Mong Village is then. Or, it would be like judging my attractiveness by looking at an inch and a half of my ankle, which, by the way, is exquisite. It's ridiculous. We would never do that. But we do that with tithing. So what is the big picture? What is the big picture of giving in Scripture? So I want us to look at this verse in Deuteronomy. It talks about bringing gifts to the temple. Here it is. There, bring your burnt offerings and sacrifices, your tithes and special gifts, what you have vowed to give and your freewill offerings, and the firstborn of your herds and flocks. Okay. Now, at first glance, this seems like a very normal verse about offering and giving at church. And this has probably been used in sermons about tithing. But here's the thing. This one passage talks about a lot of different types of gifts. Think about it. There are burnt offerings, sacrifices, tithes, special gifts, vow gifts, free will offerings, and firstborn offerings. 
That's a lot of different gifts. And believe it or not, that's not even half of the gifts that are mentioned in Scripture. In fact, there are 15 different types of gifts mentioned in Scripture. 15 different types. In that one verse, we saw seven of them. And these, these types of gifts that are mentioned in the Old Testament and in the New Testament still fall under these three big groupings. So offerings. These are usually gifts of animals or grains, and they're very symbolic. They're described in the, book, the, the first part of the book of Leviticus. They're very symbolic. So some were for forgiveness. Some were for thanksgiving. And some were to make restitution to someone you've wronged. And those were the five types of offerings. Now, there's also the category of mixed gifts. Now, this is a hodgepodge. This is the catch-all category. But here, this was a whole variety of things. And they, they really varied. So, like, for instance, a vow gift is something you promised. Whereas a free will gift was, could be totally spontaneous. A firstborn gift only applied to people with children, and it was the monetary value, kind of monetary value of their firstborn. Or, and then the first fruits gift, that only applied to landowners. Because if you didn't own land, you didn't farm. You didn't have livestock. So you didn't pay a first fruits. And, and then lastly, the tithes, that last column, there were three types of tithes, and these tithes were the 10% gift. Yes, they went to the priests. They went to, to be saved up for, a big, for big religious festivals, particularly meals, so that you could have a big meal at a festival. Uh, and they were also set aside for the poor, namely foreigners, widows, and orphans. And those were all tithes. So this chart gives us our second big idea for the day. There was a, a wide variety of different gifts in Scripture. There was not a single giving standard. In fact, there were 15 giving standards, all spelled out. And again, people did this in the Old Testament, and people did this in the New Testament. These practices continued through into the New Testament. So if you were here a couple weeks ago, I talked about the idea I asked about who determines the amount. Who determines the amount that you give? And, and I told you that you determine the amount. God has not given a fixed amount, a fixed percent, or, or a fixed a formula to determine how much to give. And when we look at this chart, in fact, we find out that less than half of these 15 had prescribed amounts, less than half of them. So the pink ones up there were all gifts where God dictated the amount, either an amount of animal, an amount of grain, an amount of money, a percentage. But all the black ones up there, God left it completely up to the individual, completely up to the individual. They determined the amount for all of the ones listed in black up there. Now, this gives us our third major idea of the day. Free will choice was a major part of biblical giving. Free will choice was a major part. In fact, it was the dominant 
form of giving throughout the scriptures. Around churches, if you've been in a church kind of that teaches tithing a lot, they've actually reversed it and said that tithing is the dominant form, and then anything you give above tithing is often called like free will offering. Your tithes and free will offerings. But that's actually not how scripture talks about it. These free will offerings were really the foundation, and then the tithes, those just three tithes, that was over and above many of these free will choices. So over time, the church has reversed what is really pictured in Scripture. Right? Now, there's one more misconception that I want to talk about. One more, and that's the question of how much is the tithe. So now this one, you might be thinking, well, you already said it was 10%. <laughs> like, that's what the, the very word means. But... It's not that simple. Because again, remember in, in Scripture that on that chart, there were three types of tithes. There wasn't just one thing called a tithe. There were actually three. So first was, is the Levite tithe. This was given to the, the church, the temple, particularly the Levite clan, particularly the, the non-priests of the Levite clan. So that was the Levite tithe, and that was 10% every year. Now, there was another tithe called the festival tithe. This was also 10% per year. This was the money that was saved up that a family, and you didn't even give this away. You actually used this yourself, and you would use it for the religious celebrations that happened throughout the year. And then there was the called the welfare tithe. This one was every three years. It was 10% every three years, which roughly comes out to about 3% a year. So all of this together actually totals 23% per year or per month, per paycheck, however you want to look at it. So this modern idea of giving 10% of your total income doesn't exist in Scripture. It's nowhere in Scripture. At best, if there was a hardline tither who said that this is the standard, every Christian has to do it, and they're sinning if they don't, I would expect them to be giving 23% of their income every year because that's what the, the tithe in Scripture actually said. So again, this idea of 10, giving 10% of your total income that does not exist in Scripture. It's wrong. That is something that has been developed in the church over time. And that's actually my, one of my next research projects. I want to figure out what happened. And I didn't quite have enough time to dig into that this week. Um, but something happened over the years and over the centuries and millennia that the church lost and really, really twisted what the Bible actually says about tithing. Okay, so it's important to remember, tithing was just a gift. It was one gift among many gifts. It was never the gift. So that was a whirlwind of information all in about like 20 minutes. But that's okay. We could all take a deep breath. And hopefully some of you are hearing all of this being like, 
This is fascinating. I've never heard this before. And you're loving it. Some of you, you're kind of all up in a storm right now because you're like, wait, I've been doing this my whole life. My parents have been teaching me to tithe my whole life. What's going, what does this mean? What does this mean for my giving? And then some of you are like, okay, I, I want to dig into this for myself. So if that's you, if you love doing the deep dives in Scripture and love going through verse by verse and all of this, and, and you want to dig more into this, a lot of this is based off a, a small ebook that the author of Plastic Donuts, he published... Uh, called 2,000 Gifts. And I, I have a few copies. I have a handful of copies. It's, it's, I mean, it's a pretty big, well, it's a small ebook, a big handout. But I got some copies here out at the Connection Center. Grab this. And this dives in deep. So if you love that kind of stuff, grab one of these. If you want to learn more about tithing, grab one of these. Um, if you want the ebook, if you, if you love reading on your tablet like I do, I have a little card out there with the URL. I just put a little bit.ly URL down at the bottom. You can download it and Throw it onto your phone, onto your tablet. But this is a great resource if, you want, if you're one of those folks who loves to deep dive into scriptural topics. Now, for the rest of us here, let, let's first review some of the, the highlights of today. First, tithing represents only 2% of the mentions of giving in scripture. It's only 2%. Second, Tithing is just one gift among many. And then lastly, the biblical tithe actually totaled up to about 23% a year. Not this idea of 10% of your income each year, each paycheck, each month, things like that. So those are some of the big, the big picture ideas that might be very different than what you have heard over these years if you've been around church. Now this raises up a question. Is tithing wrong? Like, should I stop tithing? Is it wrong? Is it sinful? Is it evil? No. It's just incomplete. It's just incomplete. And it's not even primary. Calculating 10% should not be the primary thing you do when you think about giving because it wasn't in scripture. There are much more important themes around giving that are biblically based throughout all of scripture from Genesis to Revelation. There are so much more important themes around, around giving than simply, excuse me, simply calculating 10%. So what's the alternative? And I wanna return to a statement that I made in the very first sermon, the very beginning of the very first sermon in this series. And it's this. Biblical giving is about offering God an acceptable gift. One that pleases him, gets his attention, and delights his heart. That is what giving is about. These are big themes throughout scripture around giving. Tithing is a very small theme in scripture around giving. That's part of why I love this book. Because it breathes a, a kind of a breath of fresh air of biblical grounding into the topic of dis the discussion of giving. Now, if you're, asking, if you're asking yourself the question, should I tithe? Or am I tithing the right amount? Should I tithe? 
That's not a bad question to ask. It's just the wrong question. It's just the wrong question to ask. You should be asking questions like, is my giving acceptable to God? Does he accept it? Or does he not accept it? Am I giving an amount that matters? Am I giving an amount that matters to me and it matters to God? Am I giving out of relationship with God or am I giving out of duty and obligation? And then is my heart in the right place or am I holding on to sin? These are much better questions to be asking yourself when you're thinking about your giving. You can still ask the question, should I tithe? But don't make that the top of your list. Ask yourself these other questions. And if you missed any of the series in here, we talk, each week we talked about those questions. You can find the sermons online um, to catch up. And so I want to leave you with this. How are you making your decision to give? How are you making your decision to give? Are you using this or are you using this? See, one represents relationship. It represents a heart given to God. It's marked by love and trust, and affection. One is a simple calculation. See, one is the tool of a family. It's, it's a child running to their father to give them a gift, even a small, silly plastic donut. And it's a father receiving it with open arms and a smile and say, Thank you. One is the tool of an accountant or a bill collector. One will produce intimacy with God, spiritual growth, and maturity. One will simply produce a number. And God wants so much more from you than just a number. He wants your heart. He wants your devotion. He wants your love. Because that's what he's given you. Join me in prayer. God, I thank you that you love us. You sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us so that you could have a relationship with us that we can spend our lives here in intimacy with you, in relationship with you as adopted sons and daughters of you, and that we can spend an eternity in your presence. God, thank you for loving us. God, and I pray that our giving comes out of that love. It doesn't come out of a calculation. It doesn't come out of guilt. It doesn't come out of shame. It doesn't come out of wrong biblical teachings we've heard over the years. That I pray that our giving comes out of love and it comes out of relationship with you. And when we're sitting in disobedience to you, your correction comes in relationship with you. 
And you promised that you can restore our hearts, you can rebuild our hearts, you can exchange our stone hearts with flesh hearts. You can make a heart clean, white as snow. So God, I pray for our hearts today. Not our wallets, not our bank accounts, but I pray for our hearts. Let us be a church of hearts bent toward you and given over to you and full of your Holy Spirit. And let giving come out of all of that. Lord, so I pray against any of the guilt, the shame, the negativity that might be sitting in, in our hearts today around tithing. God, I pray against in the name of Jesus and in the power of Jesus, the lies that we have believed, that have imprisoned us, that have shamed us, God, that have pulled us away from you. I pray against them. I pray, release those people right now from their guilt, from the, 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 um, the grasp of Satan and the shame that they have over their lives. Free them, Lord. Free them into relationship with you. You are more powerful than the lies we believe. And scripture gives us the truth we so desperately need. All right, so I pray for every person here that they give their heart first and foremost to you. And that any giving comes out of that. And I pray for anyone here who doesn't know you, who doesn't quite know what it means to give their heart to you. Lord, I pray that they can make the decision to say, yes, Lord, yes, God, I believe in Jesus. I want a relationship with you. So God, you are good. You are a good giver of gifts. Scripture says every good and perfect gift comes from you. Let us be a church that is a good giver of gifts. Thank you. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. The best gift we could ever receive. Amen.